This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness. The best in fitness, wellness, public speaking, health coaching, and more. Find out promo codes and information at contifitness.net. This episode is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with online health coaching from High Five Health and Fitness. High Five Health and Fitness.com. And finally, do you want the most optimal health? and improved performance in your life, check out Vox Life. They are a company that reduces pain, increases strength, endurance, increases stability, balance, and enhances reins of motion, provides for faster reaction times. Check out all the promo codes for insoles, socks, you name it, at twofitcrazies.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Flipping out 2019. We're ranting. I'm like, it's on 2019. (laughs) You're going to get the real Christine Conti this year. (laughs) It's on. It's been a slow progression. I've decided to draw a line in the sand. Uh, My last birthday was recently, and I'm giving myself a year of some major projects to, uh, to launch and and uh, get after it so <laughs> as opposed to what you've been doing i'm confused yeah uh-huh which is that frightening or what yeah 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 i'm scared yeah i'm scared as well i scare myself every day <laughs> yeah it's uh it's pretty insane. i'm in though whatever i'm in i know you know me it's, i'm in and there's a lot to be involved in so you know saddle up i know one thing i'm not <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna be involved in we'll just leave it at that all right, there's there's many things that that might be referring to, but uh, we need to talk real fast because we went and had episode seventy six, and we talked about fitness trends yeah. and what may or may not be coming out in twenty nineteen. And you know what are fit Are there really such a thing as fitness trends? Is my next question. I think there's clickbaity articles that have headlines that are like, right. "Wow, what am I missing out on? What's the magic?" potion right what's the silver bullet my fitness trend is work my freaking rear end off yeah, wh- and you know pick a something that it goes on the schedule that allows me to freaking look towards it and work towards it and exactly you know so i just read the article by our friend jonathan ross yes who came out he blogs and i thought it was great and i wanted to mention it because we were talking about trends and one of the big things we talk about um everything that you buy now whether it's a stationary bike or treadmill or you know i don't know a strider that every single thing is hooked up to you know like the internet and then you can virtually ride with classes and things like that and his um you know and that was really like supposed to be so trendy this year and what he was saying is that absolutely not none of it will work yeah. And it's really interesting for someone who, you know, I really admire him. I think he's very bright. He studies brain science behind things. His program, Funtensity, is, is amazing with human touch and emotion drives motion. I refer to that all the time. And he was saying that, you know what, that's fantastic. You have it, but it's not going to tip the scales and reduce obesity. So the people that are fit that do things are going to do it anyway. going to do it anyway. And that you really just need human interaction. And yeah, you know absolutely. what? I'm going to throw this out here to everyone that if there is going to be a trend or we can start a trend, Brian, maybe it's that extra, you know, human touch, human interaction, that extra, you know, smile or laugh that you can get from someone while 
doing what we consider exercise. I think that's it. It's that in everything. I mean, it, it really is. It's it's the communal aspect of, of everything. I mean, all that stuff does is isolate you more, right? You, mm-hmm. Now you don't have to leave the house. Right. You don't even have to go to the gym anymore. You don't have to do any of this you stuff. You can pretend that those people are your friends Look, in the video, right? Like, I'm like, oh, this is even more frightening. You know, people that are unhealthy have been unhealthy for a while. And left to their own devices right they're going to resort back to their behavior unless that behavior is changed inside the house where there's no you know there's no external uh um what's the word i'm looking for i don't know mics are live i, I sometimes I lose just just anything that that, that can guide them in a certain direction i mean like external just, motivation or? yeah i mean it's just like you know there's just no reason f- to do it if like they, if they go at home and they stay at home and they sit at home and that's where they've developed their habits at home well, they're I not gonna, sidetracked all the time they're not going to develop a good habit just because some peloton shows up and you know and and uh and you know and it's just you kind of see that the people that are buying those things are the ones that, you know, just might need the help of a trainer, the help of a, a, a group fitness, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and some camaraderie and some friendship. Um, you and know, some fun. And, and some fun. Isolation just necess- isn't necessarily um, external influences is what I there was looking go. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know. Wheels are it happens. Well, there's a lot that happens in our head. You guys, sometimes it to... it's hard doing a, you know, just like the mic is on and now I have to talk. Sometimes it's hard, right? For <laughs> <Sure>. me? <laughs> no, I mean, just like, you know, I have thoughts in my head, but they don't always roll right out when, you know, as soon as. We've know, been working on it. We get, work on it. We work there. on those words. Progress. Exactly. Progress. You know, but anyway, I thought. You know what I want the basic? What? Or I, I, what? What, what the trend I want to be? What? The basics. Right. Do the basic, the fundamentals. Drink, move, just move, move, move sleep, rest, drink water. Um, you know, and, and and practice mindfulness. Just relax. And it's easier said than done. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, let there be good trends, good choices, and uh, you know what? Maybe there is such a thing as trends. Maybe there isn't, but you know what? Make some good choices. I think that's it with yeah. that one. Be a good listener. Make good choices. And you know what? Find something that inspires you because we are now bringing you episode 77, uh-huh. which was so super fun. Every once in a while, we, um, you know, we, we talk a little bit about um, just different paths in life and people who, you know, inspire people through other ways. And we've had, you know, artists, we've had sculptors, we've had musicians. And what um, what you're going to hear today is... Colin Henry and I actually have known Colin Henry for quite a while and was makes me feel old. He was a former student of mine and now is actually breaking or already broken into the rap industry, which is so freaking cool um, to hear his story, his creative process, um, to hear how, you know, he goes about creating music. And honestly, he's someone that, you know, has a college degree, super smart, educated, but is choosing to follow his passion. Yeah. And he's going to talk about that and talk about what it's like to not have that what if, which I think is a really powerful thing. 
it was it was a, it's a great time and we had a good time with him and and I just you know we we do we do we bring in these like human interest stories it's not always about athletics it's not always about health and nutrition and things like that but in a way it is because he's doing something that he feels is something that's healthy for him in this time in his life that he doesn't want to regret not doing later on and he's talented as hell mm-hmm. so why not you know and and there's opportunities for him and we kind of get into like how music's put out nowadays which is you know I'm not really all that familiar with uh and and uh and you know he's just a good kid who's got he's got a good head on his shoulders he's good at what he does and and uh you know instead of um you know going into business or or uh you know whatever his degree would put him in he's he's following a passion following a following a dream and um uh you know we've found that there's always ways for us Christine and I have found that there's always ways for us to go back to things that we wanted to do um that we're passionate about and get away from some of the things that we found ourselves doing and he's doing it the opposite way he's mm-hmm. saying hey look i'm passionate about this i'm gonna do it now so that way i don't ha- you know maybe don't have to go back to it or maybe this opportunity won't be there later on plenty of time man we can reinvent ourselves or pivot um you know is, is a word that we've been using on the show lately um over and over and over and over again and uh, i just loved it i love the spirit um it goes in line like like christine said with the uh, the artists that we've brought in i mean we've had everyone from my friend Brian Hanlon, who's a, a great master sculptor, um, to uh, Jay Alders, who's a, you know a famous artist doing album covers and, and his own surf art things. Um, we even had Christine's tattoo uh, uh, artist oh, yeah. uh, Brody Longo on the show, and uh, you know you just kind of get a feel for for people, and they create. Um, you know, no different than the people that create exercise programs that we have on the show or create, um, you know, certain, uh, you know, styles of, of their own, um, doing, doing things. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting. It's always good to hear from people and, and, uh, you know, catch a little bit of that fire that, mm-hmm. uh, that people, um, have for what they're doing. And, um, uh, you know, to me, it's just a lot of fun. I love when people are following their dreams and they're actually listening to their passions and, Honestly, every single person we've ever talked to on this podcast is super passionate about what they do and what is their goal in life kind of to bring joy and bring, you know, some inspiration to other people. And that's what's so freaking awesome about all these people. And that's kind of that, you know, that connection that we all have that, you know, whatever it is you're into, like you said, fitness, nutrition, wellness, music, you know, art. I mean, really, everything is about creation and, and following the passion. So. I mean, I think they're going to enjoy this one. I think so too. And you may get a little taste of uh, Colin's uh, music and spitting out lyrics. So yeah, very fun. Good, good kid, and uh, we're happy for him. And it's funny because you know he taught Christine taught him English. Of all things, you know, and that and, English and then, that English comes in handy sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, right. man. Right? I didn't use algebra yet today. Probably won't. We'll see. Maybe English though. Yeah. See? Yeah. Uh huh. Them words. Them words. <laughs> All right. So episode seventy-seven is coming your way. Colin Henry. Enjoy, folks. Peace.
is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing? Fantastic. We made it through the Bermuda Triangle. You realize this, right? I do. We're on the other side. The light, the beacon of light, it's happening. It's happening. You wouldn't know it, though, like the way that, uh, you know, our lives in the gym world and how, you know, people now are going to start pay attention to their health and, you know, what do I do? Where do I start? One just foot, show up. One just foot in front of the up, other, people. right? One foot in front of the other. Keep showing up. You know what I tell them? I said, be honest with yourself. Like, just be honest with yourself. Like, what, you know, you know what to do. So start doing that. And then, you know, like, just, you know, just really, 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 you know, take your inventory and figure out what's needed. And then, you know, start there. I used your quote the other day, by the way, at the end of uh, a a training that I was at. And I said, all right, everyone. I'm like, just listen, I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud you're here. You're taking time for yourself. I said, but now you need to, to keep showing up and make some good decisions. I said, make a good decision. And then make another good decision, and right. then another one. So yeah. I was, I channeled my inner, my inner Brian the other day. I was thinking of you. Your ears ringing. That was like a, uh, you know. yeah. That was like you, you, you ad libbed my quote. Mm-hmm. You like, you like, you did some, uh, some poetic justice to my quote there. You took my quote and you made it your own. I'm trying. I like that. I'm trying. I'll give you some, make good decisions. I'll give make s- good choices. I'll give you some cash when it pans out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you. Stop being stupid. All right. With that said, <laughs> what, a, what a great segue into episode 77 on Two Fit Crazy. 77. Unreal. 100. I'm, 100 party is coming. It's coming sooner than, uh, sooner than you think. We got some great, uh, great, great shows coming up in January that we're going to be releasing. But um, we got to get to today's show, which... I am super excited. We've got an in-studio guest. We've been doing a lot of uh, Skypes and Zooms and calls from uh, all over the world. And um, we are in the same time zone right now, which is kind of exciting. And I'm going to welcome Colin Henry to the show today. Welcome. How are you? <clears throat> I'm good. How are you guys doing? It's a, it's a, good, it's a nice Friday morning. I'm, I'm excited to be here, honestly. So thank you guys for the opportunity. I love and, it. Uh, and I'm excited. So. I love it. So, so for those of you, I guess, that um, that are like, all right, I haven't heard of Colin Henry. <laughs> you will. All right. And we're going to, we're this podcast is going to be out forever. So, you know, when you're like gigantic, don't forget the little people, okay? <laughs> that we're here. I do. I do get that a lot. It's funny <laughs> that people say that to me and I just like shake my head. I'm like, <laughs> you know, because I like to, you know, stay humble and I don't really like to know get into that mindset but you kind of do have to have that mindset when you're doing something like music you have to have you know that place where you want to go or that uh, you know stratosphere that you want to get to eventually and that's where i think that i want to be so when people say that i kind of like you know regress and i'm like yeah yeah like thank you or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know that's like that is where i want to be so eventually is you know the biggest musician in the world or whatever the, well, whatever the case may well, be. Well, let's start there. So, so, so explain. Exactly. So Christine, yes. uh, you know, the, Christine has a backstory to all of this, obviously. Colin mm-hmm. just, oh, he's just got wandered. a backstory to everything. Just, he just didn't wander into the, uh, the two fit crazy in a microphone dungeon <laughs> and, uh, and start, you know, and, and, you know, just show up on our doorstep. Uh, he is a former student of, Mrs. Conti. Yes. Oh, right? oh my God. And <laughs> it hurts my ears to hear that sometimes. So Christine, for those of you who have listened, is a recovering teacher, among mm-hmm. other things. Uh, and she I uh, still go to therapy over it. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a recovering school teacher that taught English for how many years? 
Oh, man. Uh, I think it was 15. So 15 years mm-hmm. at a local high school here, and Colin was one of her students. Yes. Uh, were you a good student, Colin? Um, I don't know. Honestly, that's really not a question for me. That's, honestly, that's more of a question for her, I'd say. I, th- I thought I was a good um, English student. That was honestly probably my best subject, I'd say. I was never good with numbers, never good with math, really. Science was, you know, I was good at science, but that just wasn't really my interest. Honestly, for some reason, I gravitated towards English. Which, uh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, obviously, it panned out for me you know, later on in life. But You had a decent teacher, you know. Yeah. No. Uh, but, you know, for what for what things – yeah, exactly. So for where things have taken you, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense that, that English would be, you know, one of your greatest because it's stories and it's, you know, and it's words, and, it's words and, and putting them together in certain ways. So tell us what – so what do you do now? What kind of music are you playing? What's, uh, what's the deal? Well, um, honestly, for like I said before, when we were talking before we went live, I'm, I'm working on um, like a new project. And for this project, as opposed to my last project, I really wanted to take a step up in, you know, writing and really learning the art of writing and um, using live instruments, live bass, live strings, you know, things like that, live drums. So um, in terms of writing and, and you know, songs like that, um, I really studied a lot of people more precisely like um, Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, like people, J. Cole, people from, you know, past and present, kind of looking at how they go into songwriting and how, you know, they conceptualize, you know, their albums or their songs and how they put them together. So I really, you know, studied that and kind of took more of that in and absorbed that information and, you know, I'm putting it out in, in this new music that I'm making, so... All right, so Colin, let's let's take this back a second. So, <laughs> so I know that was a lot. Oh, I know. Right no. <laughs> so this is this is what I think, you know, Brian and I love stories. Like this, you mm-hmm. know, we started with this podcast to really for our listeners are getting unbiased information about really how to live better lives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's about longevity right now. It's not about, you know, like that's of just, course. you know, go out there and give her all and kill ourselves, you know, from physical and mental whatever, but um What's fascinating is the story behind all these, you know, all these people that come on the podcast and mm-hmm. talk about, you know, they have a product or a book or, you know, something that they really excel at. But it's really the, the peel back the onion and, and yeah. getting that story of how did you have the courage to do this or how did you get into this? So, you know, for most people, um, you know, you're, you're supposed to do the safe thing. Like Brian and I did the safe thing. You know, you graduate mm-hmm. high school, you go to college. So, you know, you obviously, you actually just graduated from college. Just mm-hmm. congratulations. Thank so, you. so you, you went to college, but how did you, I mean, you weren't in high school producing music, correct? No, no. Like how, how does one take this path and get into this? So honestly, it started a lot earlier, like than I, it, like kind of, initially thought when I was thinking about it, I really started taking it serious after I got out of high school. So I started taking it serious when I was a freshman in college is when I was in my dorm room, like writing like consistently. And Cause I was y'all, you weren't music. writing consistently like that when you, no, when no, I had not, you, yeah, I'm just no. going to throw that out there. Yeah, No, not in high school, <laughs> not in high school. No, <clears throat> when I was in high school and when I was, you know, a younger kid, I was focused on sports was mm-hmm. my thing. Like playing baseball and basketball, like any other regular kid, I was just, you know, out there playing sports, you know, you know, doing whatever, playing high school sports when I was in high school. And um, I didn't really start taking writing and, and, you know, making music serious until I was in college. But I used to write sometimes when I was like maybe 12 or 13, I'd just write poetry. 
And then when I was like maybe six or seven is when I f- wrote my first line of poetry. And then I realized, oh, shit, this is hard. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can do this. Like, what can a six or seven year old talk about or even a 12 or 13 year old talk about? But, um, you know, I got past that. And when I got out of high school, like I said, I really started to, you know, kind of take it serious. And it's been progressing ever since. So. That's where I am now. What what was it like? What was yeah. the first stuff that you started? The dorm room stuff. Was oh, it like? Man. Is it any good? Um, I look actually, back at I it? think I still have some of it. Right. It actually is not that. It's not even that bad. It, it was just kind of like a rip off of, of some of my favorite artists, which still like. Yeah. It's kind of like what I am now is a melting pot of all my favorite artists and all their different styles. But back then, it was kind of more like biting, not biting word for word or verbatim right. what they were doing, but in sense of you know same style and stuff their like beats that. their rhythms their, their, yeah, yeah i yeah. used to rap over their beats all yeah, the time yeah. until i you know got comfortable you know rapping or singing over original beats so. you know it's a funny thing and and music especially is a funny thing and uh, you know because you say oh that sounds just like this or this sounds like but mm-hmm. people are influenced by, the, you Initia- know, by initially it does honestly it's you or an artist is a culmination of their favorite artists sure you know so it's yeah <laughs> no there's the, you know there's, there's very few. and then and then you know when you do hear like that original like you know that really original original style mm-hmm. you're like whoa like what is that oh that's that's <laughs> years that's years <laughs> yeah. of progression yeah and, and hard yeah. work and things like that so yeah. when you know a new artist comes up and you're like oh they came out of nowhere it's like it's maybe nowadays more than before artists could just pop up out of nowhere and get you know internet famous like that or whatever but Honestly, the artists that stay around and have longevity, they're the artists that put in the work for years and years, you know, grinding out. I have learned that in the last, I don't know how many, the last couple of years, how much hard work. I mean, everyone knows it's, it's hard work to be in the spotlight and be famous and this and that. And Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, growing up or, you know, being younger, people don't realize, wow, they're famous. Their life must be so easy and it must be so great. (laughs) It is so freaking hard. I mean, I'm just saying from, and I'm no, you know, A-list celebrity, you know, I'm Christine Conti, but like (laughs) it is freaking hard work and grind every single day, you know, being an entrepreneur and being someone who's, you know, really trying to get out there and stir the pot and change the world. So going back to when did you know that you had a talent? Because I can rap a lot of songs, <laughs> um, which I'm not going to do for you today. Um, being that I don't even know that you know this, I grew up in New York, so you know okay. I grew up I with the uh, with you know with with Biggie and started, Tupac, yeah. and you know really you know it, Eminem actually Eight Mile was my first date with my husband, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, oh, um, but but that was a huge influence. I mean. I still, you know, between, you know, like Busta Rhymes and Nas mm-hmm. and the Fugees. And I mean, that was who I am. And it's people always kind of were like, wait, you, you listen to that? And I'm like, yeah, that's actually my go-to. It's good music. You know, I'm sorry. DMX is like. It's urban music. That's, it's overlooked. Dude, um, I'm, I'm feeling young. I'm feeling old. Because mm-hmm. I go deep. Well, I'm no. I'm a little bit older than saying, you. I'm a little bit older than all you. All of I mean, it. 1985, back. I was on my bed jumping around. Right. Run DMC. Of yeah. course. You I'm, know I'm proud to be black, y'all. I was a see, white kid from the suburbs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact, y'all. Right. You know, and I mean, it was. 
it was uh, but that was Flavor Flav like public enemy right it takes a nation of of millions to hold us back was Mm -hmm. like was like my album 1980 but I was like MTV started after that Mm -hmm. and that's when um, Rock Him and KRS One all that stuff Beastie Boys Beastie of Boys, course, heavily. my Long Island I had, boys. I had to go, yeah, I had to go back and do my research because I obviously didn't grow up in that Which, era of hip hop. So now that you know back. all that, you have missed mm-hmm. a lot when I was teaching because I would spit all these like quotes out and yeah. people just watch and I'd be talking, literally I'd be giving quotes of, you know, like literally like Puff Daddy songs <laughs> and things like that. And But that's how <laughs> I kept knows. myself, yeah, that's how knows. I kept myself, you know, kind of laughing. But We grew up in like Kanye West and stuff like that. How, like that. yeah, well... <laughs> I always say, Still? I always put on like when I have the kids in the, in, like I have high school kids that come in and train, that I train them now. They're, you mm-hmm. know, soccer players and lacrosse players and, and I'm with them, you know, three sessions a week and, you know, I let them play whatever they want over the Sonos and the gym and, and, you know, and they play this, you know, the, what is it? The mumble rap stuff. And I don't even yeah. know what it's called. Uh, I, it, yeah, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah, I mean, it, it's stuff. And I'm like, so I, give them hip hop education and we go back and we play a bunch dude it's like dude you guys don't even know like this is Mount Rushmore I was like this is Nas you have yeah. to listen to Nas if you mm. don't listen to Nas I don't even want to know you right and and like but we're dad. gonna <laughs> no, like, and like and then like it's pretty funny too because a lot of the kids say to me like Oh, my dad tried to get me to listen to this. So my, you know, my dad listens to yeah. the Beastie Boys. Um, you know, and we grew up like I go in my car and we listen to License to Ill, and it's and you know and and like I know this song. My son has mm-hmm. no choice. Yeah, I'm, you know, so that's exactly they've it. heard it before because you know? they're because they're popular songs. Yeah, you know, so but I mean, they just don't realize who it is and they don't realize how talented those people actually are. Yeah. So and I'm like, you guys, it's like this stuff that you're listening to ha- doesn't exist without you know exactly. without without Biggie and without Nas love, love and without yeah. Chuck D and 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 uh, it, it's always fun because I always tell them like the year and and a lot of them go to the same high school that I went to. I went to Manasquan High School, so mm-hmm. some of these kids are Manasquan kids. And I'm like, back when I was in ninety one, I was, you know, in Manasquan <laughs> High School, I was a bad mother. Like, you know, they're like, no, you weren't. You're like, no. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I was not a bad mother. <laughs> all right. So the all right. So going back to this, mm-hmm. when did you know that you had a talent? When did you know that this oh, man. may be um, something? Probably when I was a sophomore in college, I'd say. Okay. Uh, when I first started going to a recording studio. And by recording studio, I mean I went to um, my brother. And one of his friends had a studio. But it was it was like a, a closet with like a, you know, a dusty old microphone in it and like a regular like house. And it was the studio setup was in his bedroom and it was just like you know whatever it was it was a terrible setup <laughs> terrible sound I'm, I'm kind of still mad like thinking about it that i even spent money to go there and record but uh, when i was first recording and you know i was getting off these original you know ideas and these original songs and i was presenting them you know in a recorded fashion because before that i never recorded i would just write in my dorm room mm-hmm. my freshman year and then my sophomore year came around and i was like maybe i should take it you know a notch up you know so i was like i'll just record and after that people really started you know paying attention and listening like oh he's starting to kind of take this serious because i just used to you know perform i guess you would say in front of 50 60 people 40 people however many people were at a party when i was in high school and then i started writing you know like i said 
in my dorm my freshman year. I do remember this. I remember and hearing then, stories about <laughs> Colin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then Bing. after that, after I started recording and people started hearing the recordings and kind of seeing that I was taking it serious, they were taking me more serious, you know, in the process. So that's when I kind of was like, okay, I might actually have something here. Let me explore this a little bit more. And uh, I did, so. And then now... I think everyone needs to go through that, though. You should hear the first mm-hmm. two episodes of Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone. That's exactly why I asked. Yeah. Like, you know. You got to go through that. Mm-hmm. And we actually left. If if you go back, you could actually still. Because I said to Brian, I'm like, you know, we sh- this sounds like shit. Like, we should maybe pull this down. And honestly, we've talked to other people, too. And Trial and error. And it's, you know what? It's the progression. Like, mm-hmm. we've evolved. And, you know, we're leaving that up there because I think it's a. I think it's important to see, yeah. like, hey, everyone starts at a certain point. I still and- have my old songs on, on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can go back and listen to them whenever I want to. I don't, really, because I'm just, <laughs> I look back and I'm like, oh, god damn, that was, that was really not <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a craft, right? It yeah, takes time yeah. to mold it and you have to perfect exactly. it. And I, maybe- thought it was, I thought it was great at the time. I was like, wow, this, this is like life-changing and all this stuff like that. I was, like, really excited <laughs> about it. And then when I go back and I see where I am now... And like looking back and listening to the music, I'm like, wow, that really like the quality of the sound was terrible. Like the lyrics weren't that bad, but like the quality of the sound was just terrible. <laughs> so I was like, oh man. So where so where are you at with everything now? Where it's uh, like what's happening now? You got new stuff, uh, you know? How do how do people even download singles nowadays? You used to have to buy yeah. an album. You used to have to put out an album. You used mm-hmm. to have to you know produce a, a whole album. Um, nowadays, you just kind of put it out yourself. You self publish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I self publish. I go through actually an uh, intermediary company since I'm not signed to a label. Usually, the label goes to the record company, or the record companies go to like the the music companies like Spotify, Apple Music, things like that. And they pay a small fee to get the album on those, you know, platforms. But for me, I have to go through a company that does that for me. It's like however many songs you want in an album, it's like 15 bucks or something like that. And you could put it on there and then you make a certain percentage off of each song. It's a small percentage, but you make that's where I make, you know, my money off music. So you can just put it out into the universe. There's other platforms like SoundCloud and things like that that... um artists use to get their music out for free so it, it, it has its you know good and it's it's bad because it, it kind of gets there's a lot of traffic there's a lot of music being put out there and it's kind of like it gets cluttered it gets cluttered yeah so it's it's kind of hard to sift through like what music is good and what music actually like is really terrible and is the goal is the goal <laughs> of an artist still to uh, to be signed is it is it still no you know, no, no no not at all yeah. it's it's changed completely changed completely like you can you can get internet famous or you know viral or whatever yeah, right. you know people use um you can just do that off a of recording a, a song by yourself and then just putting it out on the internet and see what happens like you don't need a label you don't need a and r's anymore stuff, yeah not really no so you and can that's, you that's can go changed. independent like look at chance the rapper he's completely independent himself you know he has him and his team and musicians and producers that he's met and he's still not signed to a label and he has i think three grammys so wow <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah he won three grammys last year off of a mixtape that's the first mixtape like ever like he he kind of you know revolutionized the independent artist so that's why i have a lot of respect for for that man so now what does that what does that do to i mean obviously the music industry being completely changed in the way that it has mm-hmm. 
how does that not benefit the artist? I guess you said it. It's cluttered out there. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's going there's on. there's a lot of traffic. There's right? there's a it. Like I said, there's a good and a bad. It's good that any artist can put out whatever they want, whenever they want, and you don't need you know a label or anything to to kind of hold you back through cr- uh, contracts and things like that. But it's also a bad thing that like people can just put out music on any platform because it's like you're like I said, you're cluttering the market. That's that's really yeah. the biggest like. A, a really good friend of mine is is it. a musician, and he you know he's uh, he's he's uh, it's like punk. Um, it's like it's bluegrass okay. punk stuff. Okay. It's really really cool, and he's you know he's done a lot of uh, stuff over the years. And and you know in the early two thousands he was signed by Atlantic Records. Wow, and, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know that's it was big. it was a big deal. Yeah, it was a really big deal because it allowed it it opened up his uh you know it, it opened him up to the Atlantic kind of family. So they had producers. They said, hey, we want you to work with this producer, and it's a Grammy winning producer. They worked mm-hmm. with Paul McCartney. That worked with like all these you know wow. rock icons, and uh, you know he was flown out to L.A. and they did all the, you know the whole band was there and they did the album there and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, and then the next thing you know he's getting dropped. Uh, you know, the album doesn't do good. Yeah, well, it's whatever. whatever. It's just so. like one of those deals. And, you know, mm-hmm. and there was always signing bonuses and you know like whatever uh, you know sign on. If this record things. gets this amount of sales or yeah. whatever, and you get yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that the benefit to him with that is that he, you know, he still um, has the relationship with the producer, and he still does things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I see him now doing more things like like you've done, um, uh, you know, lately, which is you know just self producing this stuff and just mm-hmm. putting it out there, um, you know. So I just it's, it's it's weird. It's like it's 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 gone in a way where it's more helpful to you as an independent to really yeah. do stuff on your own and really do that stuff. You know, and it's gotten away from that A and R, you know, things where he was doing showcase shows and all yeah, sorts of like bullshit, yeah. like really a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But at the same way, at the same rate, like that's the stuff that like you know was getting people out there. Yeah, at that, that, time. that that was like the only method that yeah. the, the music industry knew. Yeah, like, that was their only way. There was no other. It's like you if know, you're in there, you made it, and if not, you're just in the pool with everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Which now it's now it's just Who's, all the pool. Exactly. Now everyone's on the same, you know, playing field. So it's all level playing field. I'm thinking that's just out in general. I know that we're talking about the music industry right now, but I'm mm-hmm. just sitting back thinking sure. of like fitness. of the fitness and all the oh, other, yeah. you know, companies that we work with that really, you know, some of us feel like you have to sign with, you know, these certain big conglomerates. Like I have, I have a mother who's like, you know, well, you're not on QVC. I don't see you on the infomercial. <laughs> so I don't really know what you're doing now. I'm like, Mom, there, there's million billion dollar investors that that's mm-hmm. why they're there. I'm like, and then there's the rest of us who mm-hmm. are, you know, it doesn't mean you didn't make it if you're not on freaking QVC, um, selling a frying pan. It's you know? interesting, you know. It's, I it's feel like it's the same I think thing. The, the evolution of technology made it possible for. Well, look at things, us. Like, po- yeah, exactly. Like podcasts, like yeah. this or. Just I mean, any other podcast. We would have to be on like a radio show that would only be heard in, uh, you know, certain Boise. audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elena Montana. Sheboygan. <laughs> right. So, you know, like, like and, and here we are worldwide, you know, with Colin Henry on the mics. Yes. And all the fit crazy <laughs> listeners out there. Like, who are you, maniacs? <laughs> so, you know, it is. It's the best of times and it's the worst of times because there are a ton of podcasts. Right. Right. There are a ton of podcasts, something that didn't even exist now. And now a ton it's of great like, ones and a ton of really bad ones. Mm-hmm. I've been watching. I've been doing my research. <laughs> all you podcasting listeners, there's out there. some really good podcasts, really great ones, and then yeah. really bad ones. Yeah, I came across another one the other day, and I was just like, "Shit, I don't have time for this." 
I don't have time for another good podcast in my life right now, you know? Like, I got too many. <laughs> you got to listen to them on 2.5, like, speed. I, I do that. Yeah. yeah. But then do you slow it down just to give yourself a laugh? Uh, always. Yeah. The first time I ever found that, Colin, I, oh, I think I almost peed my pants. Because it was like, yeah, it was like you're on drugs. Just gave you a good laugh. The, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was great. But, all right, so... Let's go back to this for a second. I'm reeling, I'm reeling us back in. Okay. So this is not the norm. I'm just going to throw this out here. Mm-hmm. I'm not normal. Brian's not normal. This is not, this is not the norm. And you know what? The people, the craziest people in life are the ones that, you know, think they can change the world and, and be something. And, exactly. you know, obviously welcome to the craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, because most people don't have the courage to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm positive, especially because I've spoken to people that are in your life that are like, yeah, at first, I don't really, he's like really into it. And especially your parents were mm-hmm, like, yeah. they're, yeah, he's kind of like, he's starting to rap. This was years ago. And I was yeah. like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, and then now they're like super pumped and super behind you. And yeah. I, it makes my heart happy to, to see that because <laughs> they know that you love it and you're talented and you're good. But I mean, what, what was that like at first to be like, Hey, this is, this is what I'm doing. Did you push the negative out of your life or did you, what would you do to deal with that? Um, I was just kind of like, you know, screw it. Like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care, you know, anybody else's outside opinion other than myself. Like for right now, I just need to focus on myself and what I want to do. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this because if I don't do it now and if I don't, you know, chase this dream that i have now then in 20 years i'm gonna look back and be like wow i really wasted my life on on getting a regular nine to five job and and kind of conforming to what everyone else and the rest of my peers are doing you know they're they're going to get nine to five jobs right now they're they're also graduated from college or graduating from college soon so they're all gonna go get jobs and they're gonna all have a career great careers make great money there's nothing wrong with that i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but that's just not what I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to be like, you know what? This is my life, so I'm going to take the risk here. And if it works out, that's you know great. Then I've changed my life. I can change my family's life. You know everything like that. But if it doesn't, then 20 years down the road, I can look back and be like, well, at least I tried it. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's like I don't really care what anybody else thinks. You know, if they like it, great. Like, thank you for supporting. I, you know humble like i really appreciate it if you don't like it then it's okay I, you know my music's not for everybody it's you know it's kind of open for interpretation it's that's what music is so wise beyond his years brian <laughs> <laughs> i like it no it's an opportunity man yeah. you know some some people you know everybody's faced with different opportunities and maybe those people that have the nine to five aren't you know able to write and and and, and rap yeah, like but they're good of, at you know what whatever they do. it is yeah exactly. exactly so you know it's it's uh it, it's an opportunity that you know we all we you never want to look back at anything with hindsight you know and, yeah. and 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 say i didn't do i didn't do what i sh- what i could have done at the time so beautiful man and roll with it who cares and you have fun yeah. right oh yeah it's great Fuck. it's like, awesome like, like <laughs> the, you're going to you're going to get into a lot of stuff awesome. where you're just like the purpose and the goal should be to enjoy yourself, right? So, you know, yeah. it's a pretty cool gig to have for the time being or forever, yeah. you know, who knows. Exactly. So now what what's in the pro- so what's the what's the steps here? So, writing, music, music writing, how do you lyrics beat what what comes first, you know? In terms comes- of like the creative process? Yeah, the creative process. Get into that. Um, usually I can't write a song unless I have a, 
a concept behind it or a story behind it or something that, you know, I have experienced or someone I know has experienced or something I've, you know, seen with my own eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, um, usually I start off with that and then I'll go and find, you know, the beat or, you know, call or email or, cause you can obviously do everything over the internet nowadays. I don't really go in person and go find a producer to find a, a beat or a produce beat. I'll just, like I said, email or call somebody and find the beat that sounds right for this concept, and then I'll start writing the lyrics. So I think of the concept first, and then it's kind of like brainstorming for an essay. <laughs> it's kind of like brainstorming for an essay. Yeah, I had to, I'm sorry, I had, to, I had to bring that in there. Because <laughs> it is. It honestly right. is. Like sure. um, that background of, of, you know, being in English my whole life and being interested in English my whole life and that kind of played into my music obviously it's words it's putting words together it's putting stories and concepts together so that's that's really what happens and then I'll go to the studio once I have everything written down and everything conceptualized and I have the beat then I'll go to the studio and record it and then that's when a whole entire new process starts that's even crazier than the writing and and things like that in in which way? in terms of mixing um, my engineer I go to a great engineer. I actually met him through one of my friends a couple of years ago, and and he has a studio in his house. But it's like a per, like his mic is worth different 10, than 000. the guy in the closet. His mic is a ten thousand dollar mic, and he works in a studio that is like yeah. You can State you can produce Grammy worthy music in that wow. studio. He has so much crazy equipment in there where it's worth you know crazy amounts of money. Like I don't even know what kind of equipment he has, but he's one day Brian. He's a genius. Yeah, I was I was in the studio with my friend when he recorded his stuff yeah. with with the producer, mm-hmm. and it was the same studio where they recorded "We Are the World," and like oh, so, and you so would it, never know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it was like it was hot shit. It was like where yeah. they did "Appetite for Destruction," Guns and Roses. Like it was it was in L.A. It was Hanson Studio or uh, mm-hmm. Henson Studios, Jim Henson's old uh, Muppet Studios, and uh, you know that is that's magical. I mean, that, that's crazy. That, that's like. Like they say, like they get in the lab, right? Yeah, like, you it's know. like it's like being a mad scientist. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, we have to sit at the computer for hours, and tw- you have no idea. Like people who don't do music or don't actually sit there and, and it's a grind. It's and boring. Mix vocals. Sometimes. Oh my god, yeah. I can't even imagine what my engineer goes through. He sits at the computer, looking at a computer screen, mixing for eighteen hours a day. That's how much he works, and like six days a week. So I'm like, I can't do that. When um, <laughs> I'm be able to do when that. you're crafting these things, like so, you conceptualize it, you get the beat, and you gotta, you know, have like the game plan, and you know what what you're going into the studio. Mm-hmm. And, and how then does it change? Is it just a, you know, not one or two cuts or takes, but you know, do you like, do you get it and you listen to it again and say, all right, this is where I need to tweak this, this is where I need to change this? Oh, like man. we we were talking about That's... how you listen to Joe Rogan, right? And I would yes, listen yes. to him too all the time, and and like how they you know form their stand-up bits and their routines and how they mm-hmm. they perfect it over time you know and yeah. it comes from taking hacks at it and and just working and working and working until you mold it into what it really is mm-hmm. is that something that that uh that you guys have to do oh my god that i drive myself <laughs> insane with that like it, it's it's kind of sickening honestly it's because um i'll go and i'll record a song and you know i'll go back and i'll listen to it and like I, I usually book sessions a week at a time, so I'll record however many songs I record, whether it's one, two, three, whatever it is, and then I'll have a studio session next week. But within that week, I'll listen to the songs that I recorded in that session. Oh my god, maybe three hundred times, four hundred times in a week, just 
you know, find kind of like at that point, it's like finding things that are wrong. Even if there's nothing wrong with it, sometimes I'll overthink it. But yeah, I'll be like, I need to tweak this here. I need to, you know, punch this in here. I need to, I maybe want to add strings here. I maybe want to take this drum out. I maybe want to do, you know, add a sound here or, you know, what it is. Like it's, it's just like the, like the mad scientist thing I was saying before. You kind of like pick and choose what you want to add hey. or take out with vocals and instruments. And I mean, they call them artists like for a reason. So, yeah. You know, it's just art. It's it's you know, it's just like making that we've had our friend Brian exactly. Halen in here who makes the, the statues and stuff and he'll look at it and be like, The ear is not right, you know, yeah. like something that nobody no one no else would nobody see else ever. would hear or see yeah. or anything like that. Like for example, um Louis C. K. Right. The the comedian, the stand up comedian. He um I was watching him doing stand up at one at one point and he was taking notes in the middle of a stand up. He was doing it for like this special, like this movie special that he was producing with all this stand up in it. And during one of his stand ups where he was doing it in front he was kinda of practicing in front of a crowd. He was taking notes. Sure. While he was in the middle of his, you know, set, his stand up and he was like writing and fixing things while he was on the stage for so when the special comes out and he does his next, you know, stand up, he has it all figured out. And I was like, that's that's genius right there. Just like nurturing, fixing it. it right on stage in front of the audience. Like, oh, maybe this joke didn't work or, you know, maybe I can, you know, emphasize this more. It's just like it's there's a whole science to it. How so. you get on me about all my it's my cool. notes for every I'm always writing. She's a, she's a good note <laughs> taker. You know, like, she's got her pen always, and pad out always. always. But you know what? It's It's like anything, you know, it's like us running races right mm -hmm. we run them different ways and we run them until we kind of you know get in that rhythm where we we, we do it better right mm -hmm. we're, we, you know we, we we do it or, you know taking a thousand jump shots you know and just getting right. that release point until it's perfect mm -hmm. um you know gym rats notorious for you know playing basketball all like you know like mm -hmm. you know first to, first to show up last to leave and and it's just it's just the way that that things Get perfected. You, you know, know what I'm curious yeah. about too is that we've you know we've we've talked to different artists. I know we had Jay Alders um, on too, who's a very awesome, talented artist as well, and um, painter, painter, painter. Yes, and he talked about how you know his creative process, how he feels like he. It's almost like something speaking through him, um, where you know he'll get lost and almost like he forgets what he's doing because he feels like. Like it's the not whole even him. him is like just, it's like yeah. feeding him uh, things. It, like, know, do you get that to thing. that as oh, as yeah. well? Sometimes I'll just I'll be writing and I'll just write like whole entire paragraphs or whole entire verses, and it's just like that. There's no way that that came from me because it just flows out like you know just effortless, effortlessly. And I was like, at some points, I'm just like, that's just not me coming up with those words, you know, so easy. Because sometimes it's really hard, like. Sometimes you get writer's block or, you know, there's these different things where you can't really get out an idea or you don't know how to present it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of sit there and you're just like, I don't know how I'm going to go about this. Maybe I should take an, a break and come back tomorrow or in an hour or in a couple days and, and revisit this idea. And, you know, sometimes it works out like that. And other times it's just I'll can, I can write full songs in, in 15 minutes. And it's just it just flows out, and I'm like, this has to be coming from like some some higher power <laughs> or some you know some other being that's not me that's just putting these words in my head and then just having me write them down on on a piece of paper or in my notes on my phone or something like that. So I think that's how you know that you're chasing the right. Yeah, dream. I th I really those do. are the best songs. The best songs that you make are the are the easiest ones that take the 
the least amount of time. Like the best songs I've ever made, I've written in ten minutes and I've recorded in fifteen twenty minutes, and they're done. That's it. Yeah. So wow. yeah, it's like the one written on the back of the nap, you know, the napkin. Uh, you know, while you're just sitting there and killing time, it's like it's like that. You know, like ten Beatles songs are written like that, and they like they're the hits. You know, that and mm-hmm. then other ones they slaved over and tried to make it. You know, it's just it's uh, it's just the way it works. Yeah, it's interesting. So take us, so take us forward now. What's What's the goal? Where do you see yourself? What what's gonna what's gonna happen? What you know, I mean, I have lofty goals. I always say that to reach for the stars if I fall on the moon, that's totally yeah. fine. Um, but what's the what's the big picture right now? So if you could imagine yourself, let's say five years, we'll start there. Okay. Five years. Where are we in five, five years, years? I would like to be at, like we were saying before with the independent artist saying, in five years I would realistically like to be signed with, you know, a label. I would like to be on my second album, first or second album, something like that. I would definitely like um, a, a Billboard Top 100 hit. I would I would lie, or a couple. I would lie if I would say that I didn't want that. Some people are like, oh, you don't want to go too commercial or whatever. It's No, there's there's no such thing as too commercial. Like, yeah. Th- there's no such thing no, as those, being that's too bullshit. popular. That's yeah. not... No, that's bullshit. Yeah, but I also want to just... I don't know. I want to be one of... I just want to be known as a respected artist i don't necessarily want to be the biggest artist ever um even though that would be great i'm not saying that that wouldn't be great but in five years i would definitely like to be signed to a label maybe one or two albums in on that label and and to be known as a respected artist that can actually hold his own and is on a like the right trajectory of where i want to be in terms of longevity and you know be around in the next seven ten years down the road because in music the window is is very 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 small you can be here you can have one hit song and you could be gone the next month or you could be gone the next year or you can be you know it's really the great artists that stand out that make the good music that impact people that are around for 10 15 20 years like look at jay-z this Mm -hmm. he's been around since the 90s or the late 80s and he's still making incredible music and Eminem and all these great artists that we were mentioning before, Kanye West, they've been here for decades because they keep pushing the boundaries and reinventing themselves as artists. Reinventing themselves is the real deal. And, you know, not kind of adapting to trends in the market, which is where, you know, business comes into it too, which is why Jay-Z is is an absolute genius at that. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I would like to be in the next five years. So, and on. Conti and I envision ourselves rolling around in Benzes and, 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 <laughs> and Bentley, <laughs> Bentleys in uh, five mean, years. Nice I don't want a Bentley. I want a black tinted window Range Rover, Brian. Right, We've talked right. about this so many times. I'll be wearing some vegan fur. <laughs> <laughs> my husband told me if I stop hitting things, then I can get my Range Rover one. Uh, yeah, you stop running into stuff. <sighs> yeah, that costs money. Oh, that would be nice, too. Getting, getting the nice <laughs> materialistic <laughs> things. That would be nice, too, but I'd rather buy it. Yeah. You know, a house for my parents before I'd mm-hmm. get, you know, a tenant out Range Rover, Bentley. Mm-hmm. I would like that. You or a chain both. or a you watch. You can have both, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully one day. So do you feel that you had to reinvent yourself? Or do you reinvent yourself? Are you, when you are creating music and performing, are you someone else than you are right now? Um, I don't know if I'm somebody else. I feel like I get in a different headspace. I feel like I'm I'm in a different, you know, mind state or mindset when I'm performing because you I just shut everything else off. I shut the whole entire crowd off. I shut, you know, everything else around me. It's kind of just me and the microphone and the music and just, you know, performing my art. And um 
yeah, I just I kind of just shut everything else off. I'm I don't know if I'm necessarily a different person. I'm the same person up there, you know, presenting the same words I did when I was at home in my pajamas writing them, or you know, <laughs> in my regular clothes writing them. Just but when I'm on stage, it's it's like a whole different. Are atmosphere. you are you performing a lot? Where are you? Uh, I just performed today's Friday, right? Yes. I just performed a week ago <laughs> no from idea. today. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's the holidays. From uh, yeah, I just performed last Friday in Asbury. Um, that's where I usually do most of my performances because I I know people and I'm kind of plugged into the venues there. So right. I performed at the Saint in in Asbury, but I've also performed at like House of Independence. Yeah. And, and venues like that, so it's always been a good music. We're spot, talking man. New Jersey, by the way, for all of yeah, our listeners. New Jersey, New Jersey, yes. Some people are like, "Where's that?" You know, yeah, so. New Jersey. Oh, that's awesome. So, what's the biggest crowd that you've ever been in front of? Always ask. Oh, that. um, oh, that's a tough question. I've been the biggest crowd. Let's see, probably close to probably a hundred people i'd say when i when i did house of independence i went on to do you know a couple songs with one of my friends mm-hmm. it was it was his set and he invited me and he was like i want you to come on and you know do a couple songs but it was probably in front of 120 people but i consistently do shows at the saint more often than i do house of independence and those are probably 75 people 80 people something like yeah. that and it's that's a, a small that's venue. A big place. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a small venue. It's a so. great live music venue for you ever. Yeah. I just ask. I love crowds. I love the spotlight. Uh, yeah. No one puts baby in the corner. Like that's, <laughs> exactly. Again, but that's. I mean, that's something that's really special. That you know, you feel that you energy. Get to interact and, with people who actually listen to the music, and it's you know, it's a it's a beautiful thing. So. So do you have a awesome. favorite? Do you have a favorite song? I always ask people. Well, yeah, let's this. talk influences yeah. here. We, yeah. we uh, of of my own or both. Oh. What's, um, is there like a top that you were give like, them something like they can search? To? I do have a favorite song, but it's it's a song that I it's unreleased. A song that is unreleased um, that I'm putting on my new album. It's it's actually the the last song on the album, and it's kind of like an introspective song where I talk about all these different things that I you know kind of hold close to my heart and things like family and and you know things that I've you know witnessed or things I've experienced. So probably. A song that's unreleased is my favorite song of my own. And oh man, in terms of like other artists, this is a really difficult question. You're um, welcome. You're welcome for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's a good question. Um, We're just preparing oh, you for the future, man, Colin. Man. I mean, the it's interviews so are going to come. That's, that's such and a hard question. Like, now prepared. I don't know. I have kind of non hip hop favorite song, and then a hip hop favorite song. Okay, go. <sighs> My favorite song that's not hip hop would probably be, oh my god! See, that's even hard too. Uh, maybe "Hey Jude" by the Beatles. I love that yeah. song. Beautiful. I was just listening to that like two days ago, and I was like, "This might be my favorite song from the Beatles." Or uh, what's that song? "I Used to Love You" by Whitney Houston. I think that's mm. what it's called. That song's amazing, Whitney Houston. I get chill bumps every single time I listen to that song because that song is amazing and she's, you know, incredible. Um, and hip hop, I'd probably say oh, classic Biggie, maybe um, "Kick in the Door," yeah, commandments or something like that. <laughs> so good. Maybe I know Juicy and Hypnotize are like the commercial ones, but no, "Kick in the Door" is yeah, okay. "Kick in the Door" is, go with is that. those are just three three verses, just absolute. Mm-hmm. Slaughter. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I haven't heard that it's song in a while. We're gonna have to put that on in the car. 
It's that raw New York sound That's that fantastic. I love. I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Uh, actually, I was on my way here listening to Illmatic by Nas. So. That that is the, That's my favorite album dude, of all. That That's album, my favorite album or New York of State of Mind. I, yeah. I was listening to that on my way. I swear <laughs> to God, I was listening straight to that from on the my dungeons of rap. <laughs> <laughs> that song, like you can put that on it, and it's perfect. It's a it's, it's New it's, York. It's, it's just perfection. It's it you, is. It's I just there's got no the fault anywhere. It. Yeah, there's no fault anywhere. He just flows right into it like it's effortless like yeah it's i I don't get it i just don't get it i mean he's hip-hop royalty that is like that's the one when i played to the for the kids yeah i'm like you guys don't have any idea and you know like they they listen to this and they're like okay you know they 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 don't get it i guess you know it's almost like you know me playing like some stuff for my kids i you know i have young kids so Mm -hmm. you know we do more classic rock stuff just because it's more suitable for for them and i can play it um, you know the the edited version of anything isn't always so good anyway. So, yeah. um, it, you know, but we do we do have like we like music appreciation at the table. Uh, at first, it was us passing around the, uh, my cell phone. You know, like they they give you know I take requests from them and I just play it on YouTube and we just play it like during a dinner mm-hmm. session just to kind of have some fun. Lately, it's been uh, Alexa play. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it was cool because like I taught them. Like I went on a kick. I went like we listened to Queen for like two weeks. Oh like we God. just rocked. And then like I I taught them like like you know like some Rolling Stone songs or Elton John. We were on Elton John for a oh, while because Elton John plays good songs Amazing. for kids too. Crocodile Rock and stuff like that. Like it was cool. And they can hear all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really like them to hear. And on the flip side of that, they play stuff that. I would never hear that's out now. You know, they're like, yeah. I want to hear my favorite song. So we, I would play it and I can, can listen to something that, you know, is, I would never ever, you know, I don't listen to the radio in the car anymore and top 40. I don't, I'm kind of yeah, lost. I feel unless, like a lot of people don't really listen to the radio yeah, anymore. Unless I'm in the gym, like I get stuff from the gym and the gym mm-hmm. setting and there's usually some tempo to, to whatever's playing. So, uh, you know, you know, music is, it's like any, it's like any art, you know, it's, it's culture. It's, it's, um, yeah. you know, it's ways for us to music connect. Music is the universal language. It's, Anyone right. can understand it. So. Yeah. Very neat. Very neat. So what are you going to leave us with today? You're going to leave us with a little little teaser of some lyrics or what? <laughs> Would you like me to? I actually just Absolutely. wrote... Absolutely. Um, I wrote a song uh, the other day. I pro- this it was, it was one of those songs where it kind of just, you know, flowed out. Like you're um, like... Wh- what just about happened. yeah yeah kind of just like oh my god like what it's it's actually a really deep like kind of like song about you know one of my friends who i who i know who you know was involved in drugs or whatever but uh that's besides the point it's kind of like with that topic so that was mm-hmm. kind of the concept of it how i see all these people you know doing these drugs and you know kind of ruining their lives as kids and how that that cycle kind of continues and and you know all that so i mean if you guys would like me to i can yeah yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, no, no, uh, no jumping in here, Conti. Like, no, no flavor, flav. Yeah, no, I got yes. this. <laughs> yeah, boys. No, uh huh. Yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna put beat. Up. We're right, put, no, no, no. Uh, this could be just spoken word. <laughs> yeah, I wrote this what on January second. So what's today? The fourth. Today's the fourth. Yeah. So two days ago. Hot off the presses. Brand new. Awesome, brand new. Yeah, this is the newest idea that's that's come from my head, so let's see. All right. See, where I'm from, there ain't no guns, there ain't no gangs, no none of that. Just drug-dealing kids who with the needle, then they clap. In the past five years, I know a lot of people passed, so I'm going to break it down so everyone I know can see the math. 
All these lives being lost, just know this shit is realistic. They're getting put in databases, showing up a statistic just for one quick decision to say, nah, man, I'm good. The pressure from your peers, you panic, never pause when you should. So you experiment, apparently ain't poised for the goods because you pointing and you squeezing, not a trigger but push on a button and the poison gets ejected and floods right in your veins. You die in vain for all the sins that you would not have committed if you had a reason to say I should. Not have succumbed to the pressure and had someone who understood the evil of the heroin that took some people I love. I ain't forgiven all the ones who sold the shit for the funds. Because you coward motherfuckers ain't shit but some punks who never felt any love. So they resorted to pain. So they escaped through tubes and chemicals that drive them insane. So when they feel the dopamine that release from their brain, they make a scheme to buy in bulk to sell and make them some cream. So there's a cycle that continues and no one intervenes. With a man that overdoses is replaced by a teen. It's generations on generations that's passing a dream until the nightmare is real and right there to be seen. We classify these people. We call them out they some fiends, but really kids who need some help who got some low self-esteem. We need to stop all the copping out a reoccurring theme and get these kids the help they need to break the cycle indeed. So that's... <laughs> that's called the cycle. I love it. <laughs> Drop the mic. So good. Drop the Drop mic, the that's that's mic the Colin Henry. That's it. <laughs> that's it, yeah. You're the best. It's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so pumped for you. Just, that was one of those and message you know ones where I just And you know what? As someone there. who has lost two friends to heroin in my life, mm-hmm. I feel you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, with, so. with, I was, you know, what does Spider-Man say? With great, uh, great power <laughs> comes great responsibility, but yeah. with great adversity comes great clarity. Yes. And that's really what it comes down to, I think, for people that, you know, I think the most powerful, influential people in the world are people who have been through hell and, uh, mm-hmm. and they keep going. And they come out the other side, and that's it. And mm-hmm. I think that you it takes it takes one to to know one, and and I'll go back to school. Ready? I called <laughs> the Hest, I called the Hester Prynne effect. That was a whole thing with Hester Prynne, and she's mm-hmm. been through all this awful stuff, and now she can see, you know, people can can see that she's been through hell, and she's been you know this pariah, and and lives this terrible life, and you know what? They get it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I say with a lot of other people. We take we take whatever we've been through, and if you can use that as a gift and help other people, then then you know what you're living a damn good life, whether yeah. you're rolling around in a Benz or not. Absolutely, you're doing that something right. Yeah, I agree completely. That's it. So, Colin, tell all of our listeners where can um, where can they find you? Download your music, all that stuff, because we're gonna pump that out on our social media platforms awesome. and. All that stuff too. Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, whatever you know platform you use as C dot Henry. You don't have to type in Colin, just C dot H E N R Y Henry, and I should be on Spotify and Apple Music on there. Um, my Instagram is Colin Henry four C O L I N H E N R Y four. Um, you know I'm on Twitter also. That's usually where I put all my updates um, on my music. L I L H E N R Y four two four. That's my Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty. Much, you can find me on SoundCloud too. See Don Henry. It's the same thing. It's you know all the same names. So those are all the platforms. Awesome. Tell me your Twitter again, real fast. L I L H E N R Y four two four. Just Lil Henry four two four. Lil Henry four two four. Oh yeah, that was, that was like whew, I made that probably when I was like twelve or thirteen. <laughs> but I just never changed it because I was just I'm like, the same. yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I got one of those too. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, whatever. yeah. That's awesome. Well, it has been uh, absolutely fantastic catching up with you, and we are absolutely, absolutely excited for your journey because we're going to be Thank watching. You. And uh, I appreciate you guys for you know inviting me here and, and having this great conversation with me. It's so, it's you. a good conversation, and that's exactly thank it. You. you know, like we always have people. You know, it's 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 life, and it's a good story. 
and uh, people appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think this is one of the, you know one of the funnest interviews we've done because not only because you're here, um, but you know it's just like you know we we hear it, we hear you say yeah. it, and it's you know it's just like it's real. You make it happen. Make it happen. It's gonna happen for you. It's it's gonna be amazing. And uh, and I think our listeners really appreciate that message of like you know what, like you said, th- this is I'm going for this because you're gonna look back and be like, what if I, I wish I, mm-hmm. what if, can't have those blanks in life. Go for it. You, there really is no failure. It's all about learning. So what yes. did you learn from it, and where are you going? Now I need to listen to my own conversations. Lessons, you know? calling lessons, lessons. I'll lessons. listen to myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we took our own advice seriously, when I'm like having a nervous breakdown, and I'm like, "What am I doing with my life? This is so stupid." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, we're good. Just a couple deep breaths. You know, <laughs> things are going to be fine. It's going to work out." So all right, well, love it. Well, thank you so awesome. much. Thank you guys. And uh, with that said. My name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.